<laughs> hey, thanks for warming us up, Jesse. <laughs> Anytime. Yes. Fingers crossed on the dulcet tones tonight. Finally, finally got my voice back after all the wildfire smoke that's been hanging around. So, well, it's <laughs> wonderful to have you here, and we're going to go ahead and kick off the show since uh, we've got some people with us live here. Hello, uh, friends. I know Jesse. Jesse packs an audience always, so it's great to have everybody here. Uh, welcome to episode 19 of the Full Dash Closure Audiobook and Podcast. My name is Jeff Thomas Black. I write stuff, and I also do this podcast, and I'm a huge music fan. I'm also a huge fan of words, and there's a guy who throws words and music together in a way that uh, is pretty unique for any time, and certainly for these days. I'd say he's kind of a, a new breed of protest music that I truly appreciate. Um, and and funny enough, I'm going to tell you how, how I met Jesse, because the first song is that he plays for us is, is going to be... Uh, the song that I first heard of his. So he has a song called Powerless, which he's going to play. That's off of an album called The Grift. And, and we just had the one-year anniversary of, of Jesse releasing The Grift. It's a great album. Congratulations, Jesse. Thank you. And uh, when I listened to this, uh, this song 
virtually knocked me out of my chair. It said, they'll kindly pay you for an hour, pay you by the hour for a minute or so. <laughs> they'll gladly pay you by the hour for a minute or so. And I thought, wow, if that's not uh, a musical phrase that describes the, in, in the entirety of uh, the world's gig economy, I don't know what it is because the gig economy fractionalizes human beings and pays them by the minute mm -hmm. and then considers them uh, free, free, uh, free excess slavery on the side when uh, they're not being used yep. by the minute. So I, I thought Jesse's yep. song was really profound and uh, Jesse went on another show and played it and he's, he actually said, hey, this guy wrote me today and he liked my quote. It just made my day. And so Jesse and I have been fast, <laughs> fast friends for the last year as he continued to pump out music. And, uh, and I continued to pump out uh, whatever I pump out. So uh, welcome, Jesse. And uh, I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself. And then uh, I'll let you go into Powerless. And, All right. And uh, sing a my, song here. Find my pick here. So, okay. So, so who, who is who is Jesse Jet? Obviously, <laughs> you're a musician, recording artist, and, and uh, some, some uh, labels call you a spoken word artist. Uh, labels don't really matter to me what's but, really interesting uh, someone someone showed me the other day that if you search me on google it classifies me as comedy spoken word other uh, i'm like you know what? i'll take i'll take coming i don't start, see a lot start. of comedy not that i don't try to have some dark comedy but it's it's nice that they picked up on that you know i'm in my my tom lehrer arc so, um so yeah i've been a musician my whole life yeah. uh i started playing out um, in bars and clubs, doing originals and covers at about 14. Um, it wasn't until 2020 that I really did anything with the like political writings that I had other than just kind of bust them out at gigs that were slow. You know, um, I had I had written plenty uh, politically, but not like exclusively. Uh, really, 2020 um, quarantine and getting. Uh, getting laid off of my job. I knew I had a job to come back to. I didn't know how long it was going to be. And I was um, lucky enough to be able to get on unemployment. So I was like, well, what better time than now to write about everything that's going on and uh, and start home recording, you know, out of, out of necessity. Um, I still do everything on GarageBand. Um, those first few albums was a little sure mic that can plug into an iPhone and my iPhone in my car. That's what I did. Uh, everything up until the grift. Grift was the first thing that I recorded right here on on an iPad and a, a slightly better mic. Um, but I still I wouldn't trade that setup for the world. I can take that and record a sample anywhere of anything, um, any ambient sounds I want to use. You know, um, shouts at protests and stuff like that. Uh, it's just really nice to be able to get. But yeah, once I found Twitter and started sharing. The couple things I had written with kind of politically like-minded people and people that were just as, as fed up as I was, I was really overwhelmed to see what a positive response there was and how many other people were, were right there with me, you know? Um, so it was, it was the most satisfying uh, experience I've had as a musician or artist my, my whole life, really. These last couple of years, the recognition that I've gotten from you know, little music groups and, um, you know, a couple, uh, 
couple nods on some like top 10 lists from publications that focus on political music, that means the world. It really does. It's been very surreal to get um, that kind of feedback. And from people like you, you know, that, that reach out, that know what we're up against and uh, and can connect with my lyrics. It's the, the most incredible, fulfilling, humbling thing I could have ever experienced. So uh, it's still surreal to be doing this, but it's, it's an, an absolute joy. Uh, subject matter aside, I think Google knows me that I try to find the comedy and everything. So... <laughs> So, so you still, you still have a day job, correct? I do. Yeah. And yep. I think you, yeah, I drive, you work, I drive you a forklift. very hard for the man, right? What, yep, what's I drive. the rest of, what's the rest of your life look like as much as you feel comfortable? Sharing? I mean, I, uh, I drive a forklift about 40 hours a week and, um, uh, my wife and I have a son who's close to seven. So a lot of my evening time is Mario and water balloons and Pokemon and just, uh, Awesome. Yeah, you know, the, just the joys of, of being a dad. And I have quite a few songs where I talk about um, staring down, you know, the future that we're looking at and and raising a child and those kind of moments of like, hmm. how honest do I want to be and how soon uh, with him about how the world really is and kind of how better off am I for what I know <laughs> if That's I had it all right. to do over again, if I could flip that switch off, would I, you know? Um, as, as my friend Misty likes to say, once you know, you can't unknow, you know, that's, that's very true. It's, I think everyone, you hit that point where all of a sudden it's like, boy, wish I could forget some of that stuff, but it's just not that's, going anywhere, you know? That's right. Um, so, so when you're, when you're sharing your music with your son, and obviously that, that changes your life, just to look at mm -hmm. the fact that even beyond you, there's there's going to be somebody else that you care about in this world uh, yeah. probably much more than yourself and yep. and you know for me i have adult children but that's still a very great concern because they're mm -hmm. they're younger adult children and i'd love them to live their long natural lifespan it's a very yeah. scary time right now with the mm -hmm. type of music that you write how do you uh how do you play that around your son or how do you how do you kind of what what part of that Ooh. do you share with them because you you're, you know it's it's an interesting subject matter i can say you know my adult kids kids still probably can't handle most of my writing right. <laughs> but, you know <laughs> our kids our kids are not supposed to exactly. like exactly do right so you this know, is all good this is all good but what is what's it's so delicate and as he gets older if anything there are an awful lot of lines um where I think he'll be able to tell if he ever chooses to go back and listen where I'm kind of talking to him. Okay. Um, that it kind of could be to anyone for the listener, but some of those moments of like, this is how it is. I tend to preface with saying honey. Um, and it works because it's kind of a double edge. If you want it to be you being kind of uh, patronizing to someone who doesn't get it, starting it off with honey works if you're talking to your kids starting off with honey works so there's right. there are a few little little moments that i think he'll he'll recognize later on when he's ready um as is there are some times that he'll he'll hear me singing something or working on something and he'll uh he'll show some interest and i've i've explained a few basic concepts to him more than like here's my song like i'm writing a song right now that's about medical costs and how ludicrous they are. And for a kid that's six, it's so basic. He, it was one day he said, well, it doesn't make sense that they would make things so expensive that are the things you need just to live. Like, See, you get it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there you, you know, it's, there are very basic things like that. Those kind of human necessity things that make so much sense to a kid. Um, 
And yeah, and there are times too that he's been like, Dad, what's the government or what's or whatever? And yeah. I'll look at my wife, I'll be like, Honey, do you want to take this one? <laughs> maybe, maybe when he's a little older, I will do round two with me, but like, right. maybe you, you kick him off, you know? But well, you uh, know, it's, it's, it's a case by case basis for sure, song by song. <laughs> it's also hard because the songs that are the most about him, like on, uh, on, uh, the album Everyone Who Disagrees With You is an Extremist. There's a song called Blocking the Light that is very specifically about that, about shielding him from the truth until I feel like he's ready. And uh, I get so emotional. I can't record that's, those songs without breaking down, you know? Yeah, no, and no. I I was like, I'm not going to do it until that's dead. I'm going to record it if I can get through it. And you can hear me kind of choke and catch my breath and keep going. For him... <laughs> when he hears that, what he hears more than the words is the emotion. And uh, it, you can tell it kind of stresses him out to hear me that worked up. So until he's a little older and can really get the context, I feel like it's just a little bit too much <laughs> too soon. It, it, um, it, it obviously is, it is too much. It, it's kind of too much. For all it's of much us. for me. Yeah, right. It is. It but very much is. The, but, but that's but the that's, world that we live in. And we're not yeah. very far removed from and, uh from being uh having our grade school kids uh hide under their desks for mm -hmm. the nuclear bomb that for sure is coming. So yep. you know, I mean, we've we've long been uh terrified by the potential for the end of, of the world as we yeah. know it. And we're probably closer today than we've ever been uh, yeah. in the history of humanity. Sure. And it's, it's, it's shameful and terror terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you play us uh, a great song called powerless. Let's do it. This, this song, I'm, I'm so happy that it, uh, it got the, the life that it's gotten to have because I don't have a lot of really hopeful, positive ending note kind of songs but this this is one of those because I do think at some point that that feeling of powerlessness leads to the anger or drive you need to finally get get up and and get get pissed and get hurt you know um, yeah and it's, it's a really point it's for a everyone. really visceral song too right I mean it's it's it starts off with the anger <laughs> that we have for feeling powerless. And then yep. it, it sums up with with the question of whether we are powerless or not. Mm -hmm. So Jesse Jett from the album called The Grift, this is powerless. gladly pay you by the hour for a minute or so so you can sign off on the towers where they'll piss on your home and if you feel like you're just powerless to answer them no it's cause you are He'll gladly pay you by the hour for a minute or so So you can sign off on the towers where they'll piss on your home And if you feel 
feel like you're just powerless to answer them. No, it's cause you are. It's cause you are. They'll gladly stagnate a living wage, snap the chains and bury it. Labor slaves in rusty cages dragged behind a chariot That's led by Mr. Racial Jungle, Joseph R. Iscariot Fighting over scraps as they barrage us all with variants And BuzzFeed clickbait straight until we're paralyzed Trying to distract us from the concentration camps That Joe and Swarby closed but only chose to amplify Where they got fifty-something kids in cages made for five to occupy and no, she hasn't seen the camps, but Harris swears they're paradise. Then she tells us the facilities are safe, and that right down to the women, they are regularly sterilized. Then she throws her head back, and she proceeds to laugh that sort of heartless cackle you'd expect from someone working steadfastly on behalf of the virus at a congress full of parasites. And where was I? See, I was busy cashing every blue check, demonstrating plainly all the narratives expected from the verified. I was busy breeding verbal leeches by the terabyte. I trained them to exsanguinate the wealthy while they sleep at night. Bleed the oil barons dry and bare and say they showed us how to share and now we share alike. Tell them I contracted rabies from a feral mic. And now I'm just another species losing sleep to noise pollution and these glaring lights. Forced to change its habits and adapt to just survive. Well, now it's safe to say that some of us are thriving in the moment, throwing shit on presidential homes beneath the Paris skies. So if you feel like you're just powerless, I guess you bought the lie. But I can tell they're petrified of our collective might, because I can hear those gentrifiers weeping at the sight of our collective rights. And I only can imagine the intensifying fear of knowing revolutions near. And all that's left to do is simply wallow in the thick anticipation of a rabid bite. And baby, one day you can ask your leaders just what that was like before you grab a slice. <laughs> See, if you think you're powerless, allow me now to change your mind. Honey, if you think you're powerless, allow me now to change your mind. You see, they'll pay you hourly, tax them each apart and build a shining tower out of loopholes and cards and tell you that you're powerless to keep you in the dark because you aren't, because we aren't. You see, they'll pay you hourly, tax them each apart and make you build a shining tower out of loopholes and cards where they'll tell you that you're powerless to keep you in the dark because you aren't, because we aren't. And that's powerless. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to clap uh, on behalf of the audience. Thank I, you, man. I, Seriously, I thank you. For a fact that thank you, Jesse. That was, that was amazing. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's truly inspired. And uh, it's such a, such a graphic description of towers towering over, <laughs> over residential homes while uh, the the trickle down economics falls on the roof. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And, and, uh, you know, the, the, the trickle down economics has always been pissed and it's, yep. it's, it's pissed now. 
It's it's um, so funny. Every time I do that song, it's hard not to laugh trying to sing the word piss that gently and pretty. <laughs> right. I have right. to pretend it's not the word piss or I'll just start giggling like a 12-year-old. Like, I know. Oh, you know, when I, <laughs> when I, when I, I raised my, uh, my, my oldest son on, on music and, uh, you know, I had to, I had to, explained to him that Frank Zappa was going to use a lot of words mommy couldn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> only, only, only dad and Ryan could hear these words. But it was art. It was art, which is different than what you say at Grandma and Grandpa's house. I did so, you know. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, hey, you know, to, to this day, he's uh, like you, a fabulous uh, musician and, and songwriter, so that's a good thing. Thank you. So, uh, Jesse, you sometimes write about your day job. You write about labor. You write about some of the frustrations of making yeah. ends meet. You're, um, I don't, know, I don't know that you're a super young guy. You're a hell of a lot younger than me, and you've got a, you got a seven year old kid. You got, mm -hmm. you've got a wife. Um, how are you making ends meet these days? And what kind of challenges does your, I mean, one of the things I love about you is that you're like, you're a blue collar drive, drive <laughs> guy driving a forklift and then right protest. Mm -hmm. And so when the, that forklift's going to come in really useful during the right. protest, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to party with you and the forklift. That's a different story. So, um, uh, tell us, tell us about the day to day, work of being a dad and a breadwinner along with your with your wife of supporting your son um, i mean i want to hear it man boy make it ends meet you know um if there's there's one positive to to riding so close to the poverty line is that i i never feel like i'm i'm speaking uh outside of my own experience when i'm writing this stuff you know there's no no level of like imposter syndrome when you're talking about uh that that fear of of being so close to um you know every every losing everything i mean we we are lucky to have a little money in the bank but it's one of those things where you look at what you got in the bank you're like christ i hope nothing happens to the car <laughs> you know? it's just one of those like most people you are one one emergency maybe two away from being cleaned out and right? every time you every time you get a little bit of headway you know um or feel like you're doing well it's you're not you're not saving i don't you know my my job uh, a couple times sent some people in to talk to us about like finances send a financial advisor and i was like i hate to i'm you know not to speak out of turn here but the problem isn't that we have all of this disposable income and we just don't know what to do with it <laughs> we make less than 20 dollars an hour what the fuck do you think we're gonna do <laughs> so, yeah you know I bet, I bet i bet you're a real problem in the office <laughs> <laughs> i know i try to be it's it's tough because there there are times where i don't want to be a total hypocrite i don't want to just go eddie haskell and I, I have been the unnecessary voice of reason more times than I'm sure they would have liked. But there are times where I've said, like, hey, if if all you can do is a pizza party, maybe don't. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe it's more of a slap in the face. Hey, those cookies, you're bringing them with a smiley face. It's, it's giving the opposite message here. Like, yeah, things like that. Unfortunately, you know. Dilbert creator Scott Adams turned out to be a, a dipshit fascist. But besides that, you know, besides that fact, Gilbert few... had a little part to play in our culture, and you yeah, know, oh for it, sure, it did show the uh, it did show the absurd side of of you know the corporate offices. I remember in in my corporate career where 
the executives would have a conference call by webcam from the same building. Uh-huh. That, oh, was always, sure. that was always heartwarming. Yep. To me. That happens. I'll go in to get coffee. <laughs> I go in to get coffee and I'll hear three different people in their offices with the door shut. And right. I can hear the echo of one another's conversation. So I know they're all talking to each other. Doors their doors are locked. <laughs> they're not getting in either. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just bizarre, bizarre <laughs> stuff like that that is so far away. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's like your seven-year-old son, right? It it takes yeah. it very it takes only a pure thought that's mm-hmm. uncorrupted to, mm-hmm. to clearly understand it makes no mm-hmm. sense. And right? one, and that's, one that's thing I love civil rights and human rights. That's what I love about sure. it. Like kids, people are born with this basic knowledge of of rights because they're human themselves right i mean we mm-hmm. we know that it hurts if we touch something hot but then we know mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt if somebody else to touch, touches something yeah. hot we know that we bleed if we touch something mm-hmm. sharp we know if we put something sharp somebody else is gonna hurt somebody else so exactly. i mean there is an intuitive uh feedback system built into our into our bodies and our cultures yeah but i think we uh that one of the tragic parts about technology today and and artificial intelligence that steals our consciousness in particular is that we lose we lose those senses we lose that mm-hmm. ability to understand uh the very most basic elements of being and existing and sure. living in the present moment because the rest of it is just an illusion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at best yep and it's so true i mean my my son is you know he's in kindergarten and obviously they're not covering any any of these kind of issues yet um and I'm going to beat them to it. But uh, the first time we, um, we're in West Michigan and we were in Grand Rapids once and there was a, a little flat span of concrete going up these steps and it had all these sharp bumps on it. And he was like, what are those spikes? I was like, that's anti-homeless architecture, honey. And I'm like explaining to him, you know, why we have that. And it's so hard to wrap your brain around. Like if these people are already, they don't have a home. Why would you do something to try to make life worse for them? Like that's, that's the most absurd alien concept to wrap your brain around, yeah, you know? That's, that's so, that's so tired and hungry. People can't sleep at exactly, night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so we can torture humans. Yep. Yep. That's what it's so, for. You know, um, <laughs> what? The, when, when they're that young, there's there's all those layers of bullshit excuses as to why that has to be that makes us accept that hasn't been caked on him yet. You know, um, Utah right. Phillips said it really well. He said, you know, when we give our kids up to public school, public school builds in all these little wires and levers and buttons. And as soon as you're out in the workforce, they can pull those buttons and push those levers. They can do all that shit through media and elicit whatever response they want for or against whatever they're doing. It's already hardwired in you. And they just go, Oh, here's why it's okay that we're sending cluster bombs. And you go, Oh, it's actually okay that we're sending cluster bombs. <laughs> like you just stormtrooper well, I mean, wipe them and just like fucking Jedi mind trick. Hey, this is actually fine. You go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, it's new map. If half the cluster bombs are defective, then how many yeah. cluster bombs are you actually? <laughs> common core, right? Isn't that what's common core? I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, it's a new map. It's a new map. It's, you have to extend it to, to you have to extend it to, to product life cycle and, and supply chain now. <laughs> I do that's, and don't want to actually flesh out the whole equation for that. Right, yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> We could do it. We could do it on paper. Uh, what, what song are you going to play us next, Jesse? Ooh, um, I think of Deep Hop Culture. Okay. This is, uh, yeah, gosh, I, I love this song. This is, um, 
this is one of those that uh, as soon as I first played it acoustic, I'm like, like I already enjoyed the song a lot, writing and recording it. Um, I did a few little vocal things musically in the song to kind of give it some little extra background vocals that I usually don't do and stuff. Uh, and I feel like the song is really a lot better off for it. So, ooh, there's a good album title for you, Common Core War Crimes. <laughs> with Professor Kissinger. <laughs> Still with us. God damn, how is that? Old friends. <laughs> Old friends, like the, like the Simon Garfunkel song. Right. Take it away. Okay, Jesse. so this is off of the album, uh, Everyone Who Disagrees With You Is An Extremist. This is called Depop Culture. I guess this isn't such an awful place Is that what you want me to say? You prove it's possible to sleep for days But still think you're right here awake The cost of living isn't much to make But God, it's so hard to save And when they told you everything was safe You say an awful place Is that what you want me to say? You prove it's possible to sleep for days And still think you're right here awake The cost of living isn't much to make But God, it's so hard to say And when they told you everything was safe cancerous growth who has come here to vie for your vote come here to cry at the camps and to mourn at the shore for the bodies that float by the wreck of an immigrant boat then it's back to their luxury home couple security booths and a moat couple cigars little escargot little booze and a soak they just breathe in the steam and the smoke they got pink salt lavender candles are low shit when you do what you do gotta lighten the load and they got a life of their own that's a sight to behold it's a lot to control, to decipher the code or to siphon the soul. See the cost of a good night's sleep for the working elite is a bargain no matter the toll. And it's worth any wager and that comes straight from the mouth of the means to the goal that will swallow us whole. It's right for the picking if you don't mind mold And you know I don't Maybe we're pleasantly prone Maybe we're taking a licking Compliantly ticking and ticking and ticking But never explode See I don't deliver the prettiest image But damn if it isn't an accurate vision Of a natural vision Of rage at the system and abject heartbreak Patiently waiting for any who will listen That little blue bird who is watching your words Is a federal carrier pigeon That's a Langley first it's a patient observer who hears what it wants and is trained for the worse. 
<laughs> oh, you got nothing to hide? Well, they'll be the ones to decide that after they root for your purse, after they read all your texts, after they raid your apartment and confiscate all of its contents, conjure up evidence out of the air on a wing and a prayer and malicious intelligence nonsense. Where any presumption of innocence long since gone, right along with your comfort and constancy. See, historically, first we will come for the communists. So why in the fuck would I say I'm a communist? Well, it might be I love my community more than the monsters of opulence who are holding us hostage, who are vomiting promises. Might be I'm all done seeing our populace being disarmed in the guise of an armistice. Might be I'm all done watching the populace A woman collapse on the floor who will rise no more She's wheeled out the door and you're next in line for the pharmacist See if you can get me to vote, it's a hard no confidence But part of the charm of deception is politics wearing the mask of incompetence It's all in the art of austerity, darling, it's all in the side of the providence Until home is as wide as your cubicle height and it's only as deep as the coffin is Maybe I'm miles away from impatience, aching to break off the head of the snake where the capital lust, reptile brain, and the margin of profit is. Like off with his. Like off with his. Guess this isn't such an awful place. And what you want me to say? You prove it's possible to sleep for days. And to still think you're right here awake The cost of living isn't much to make But God, it's so hard to save When they told you everything was safe You say Wow, Jesse. Great stuff, man. <laughs> Thank Excellent. you. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, this is this is intense stuff. Do you get angry? I mean, so so I mean oh, yeah. okay, so <laughs> yeah. hold on. Hold on. So when when you watch a great singer sing, <coughs> you could tell like they're they're living the lyrics, right? They're not singing. Mm -hmm. This is it's very, very different than karaoke, right? For sure. They're, they're the difference is like this mental process behind it. So mm -hmm. you're talking about stuff like if I read some of my stuff that is like your stuff, I get pissed off. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what what kind of emotions are you going through when you do this stuff? I mean, it must be cathartic, I guess. It's for sure. You know, when I and it's funny you said that when I first started doing this and I was uh, I wasn't doing a lot of shows. Uh, I had done a couple of interviews here and there, got to come on and perform one piece, you know. Um, it was super cathartic to get to go and record it. The recording process, you know, getting that out um was always super satisfying the first time i sat down and did like a whole stream playing 10 songs 11 songs reading a whole whole record it's uh it's beyond heavy it's like you i mean again the um the the lyrics haven't lost their potency for me if anything unfortunately it's usually a little bit more accurate after about a year i'm like shit that's still going on that's even worse you know so uh the connection is still just as strong if not stronger doing an hour of this music feels like you were just in some sort of like therapy counseling like it's yeah i um 
it is heavy. It, it feels like you've been ranting and, you know, going through some really heavy emotions for, for a, a while. Like, but um, you're not, yeah. um, you're not an angry guy. Like you're one of the more friendly, <laughs> affable, like easygoing guy. Uh, I bet you're a wonderful, fun dad and, and husband. I mean, so you're not oh, an you. angry guy. How do you, how do you keep your, uh, positive side and maybe i'm going to answer and your sense of humor when with facing all this darkness i i think because i have this if i didn't have somewhere i could put this down and so many people that listened to it and and connected with me on that um then i i would i would feel like i was uh you know in in my own weird little bubble and no one no one got what uh what i saw um yeah so so cynic Cynic uh, girl made a comment that that I'm thinking as well. I mean, she's uh, she said it's it's prophetic, and you seem to have a song or a piece for every mm -hmm. issue. Um, it, it, it certainly reminds me of of how I I see my writing as well. That it's just I'm just consumed by it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're an I mean you're an activist right these are protest songs i mean at the at sure. the at the end of the day you're kind of a, yeah i mean yeah you're a musician but but i mean your message is even before your music right absolutely Nobody's absolutely to hear you play guitar because they're you know they love for sure and you know for a long proper, time right? that's what i was i was just singer and you know it was all about showcasing my voice and highs and my range and all that and it's it's fun but it's it's such a different experience from having someone come up and say, "Hey, you sang that song beautifully that I have known my whole life," and you know it is what it is. Or when someone connects with me on this, and I've said before, like I have, um, I mean, Twitter follower count now. So many of them are bots, but I have a really strong, um, close group of of people that have supported my music and stuck with me through uh, a lot, and it is worth more than 20 times that number of people supporting music that I didn't have this connection to. If I was writing the same kind of songs I was writing, you know, in 2015, I liked them. They were fun songs, but I was just writing singer-songwriter stuff, just music, you know? I want everyone to like it and enjoy it and sing it. And now it's way more fun to try to take something like Powerless, for instance, where I really wanted to have a song that... um the melody was a considerable thought. I wanted something that would get stuck in people's heads, but the chorus only really happens in the beginning. So if you want it again, motherfucker, you got to start the song over, you know? <laughs> um, I, I've really tried a little more recently on, uh, on the last couple albums to think a bit more about trying to make it a little more approachable in spite of the lyrical content. You're not going to get someone who has no interest in what you're talking about to come hang out and listen. But people that might be on the fence, if you can catch them with a little melody or a little beat that they're intrigued by. Um, I like the idea of trying to use a little bit of pop sensibilities to lure people and bait them a bit more. Um, but it is a very conscious decision of do you want to make music that will get streams or do you want to make music that people will bring up the lyrics and sit and read the lyrics and like see a line and be like, I want that on a fucking sign as I'm standing outside a bank that's on fire. <laughs> like that's, that's my kind of people. <laughs> what, uh, what, what have your live shows been like and where have you been able to do live shows? And 
so far, every place I've gotten to play this music live has been at a protest or um, uh, I did one of the um, the CPI event in Chicago. Um, and uh, I actually got to perform the piece I wrote about Tara Reid, like with her in the audience. And I only cried once. So that was that was a win in my book. Right. <laughs> but um, it's it's been interesting. There's a really a really popular open mic in town. And a couple years ago, I I popped in and I was like, I'm going to go spring a few of these songs on people that don't know what they're in for. And I was really blown away by what a positive response I got from people, even people. There were a couple guys that I saw giving me the look and I'm like, oh, that guy's going to have want to have words afterwards. They came up and shook my hand. And I'm like, that's the shit I scream at my TV. You know, like <laughs> people are a little more fed up than I gave them credit for. And I said in the beginning, when I came up to the stage, I said, I uh, my name is Jesse Jett. I am not here to represent any political party or any politician. I want you to know that you deserve much, much better. And there's no reason you shouldn't have it. <laughs> that was, the, And then I played my stuff, you know, right. um, because as soon as if you're talking about basic issues with people, it is just about as simple as when I'm talking to my son about it. It's as soon as you bring up a political party or a person, they have some reason to get inflamed and then they start, right. they start fighting, you know, because that's what we've been trained to do. But if you just talk about how badly we're getting screwed in this country, people from all across the spectrum will agree with you and you will be on board. And that's, there's a reason they tell people that it's impolite to talk politics because we, we don't figure that out. We don't, compare notes and realize we've got a whole, mm -hmm. whole hell of a lot more in common. Well, this um, is the, this is the old uh, thing. They write about it a lot more now, but it, uh, about workers, not, not speaking about their salaries and compensation plans and everything. Yeah. And so this was, this was always the case because they didn't want people to know that yeah. different people were being paid vastly different amounts mm -hmm. for the same job, whether they yep. be male and female, whether they be young and old, whether they be yep. newer employees and older employees, you know, it's for a sure. big thing. Like you get some sucker that'll work for you for 20 years and you never give him raises, but yep. you'll hire the new kid, you know, you'll hire the new kid out of college at more mm -hmm. than you're paying him because mm -hmm. that's the market. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's so despicable when you look at it where, you know, it's, it's just corporations. Again, it's like the gig economy. Mm -hmm. It's corporations playing one-on-one -on -one against every, yep. uh, every uh, worker on the yeah. planet. Yeah. Just uh, working to destroy them from every angle. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not hyperbole anymore. Uh, I think that's one of the things maybe with your music, um, that, that I also see a little bit in common with my writing about full dash closure and about the gig economy mm -hmm. is that maybe a year ago, people would say I had some conspiracy theories about it, or I was kind of pushing the edge of, of uh, decorum in, in criticizing them. Uh, mm -hmm. That's no longer the case, right? <laughs> These guys right. are now, the, the jig is up, right? Yep. It's just organized yep. crime. And yep. I, I see the same thing with a lot of your songs and lyrics that, <laughs> that you're kind of talking about things that are in process of happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now here we are today. What's an example of a song that, you, that you've written just recently that kind of reflects the changes that you're seeing? Ooh. Well, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, there were, I had uh, one of the pieces on the grift, uh, Echosphere, made mention of, of uh, Neuralink, Elon Musk's uh, brain implant uh, company that they had, they were undergoing, you know, primate trials, and they were eyeing human trials. And I had, I had talked about that. 
And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, there was a big announcement that they were, you know, human trials are, are underway now. And uh, there are so many things that when I first, um, first started writing about them, especially uh, the coming of spring, I wanted that to be kind of sci-fi, a little dystopian, like let's peek a little into the future and see what, what do I think Elon and Jeff will be doing, you know, in 20 years. Um, nothing that I came up with felt like it wasn't already in progress. No matter how far I tried to reach, no matter how yeah. despicable of a, a you know, humanity warping, blood-sucking device they could come up with, it all felt like it's already in one of their notebooks. It's already been blueprinted, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's so whatever, whatever the worst thing I could conceive of, like, I'm sure someone's beat me to it, and they're like, well, shit, if it'll make money, why not? <laughs> so right. there, are, there are some things that I I write and I have a little sense of like, bet you, bet you I'm calling this one early. And there are other lines I write. I'm like, Christ, I hope I'm wrong about this. Like, I really want to be wrong about the majority of my lyrics. Right. I, really, I would love to be wrong about this stuff. Yeah. Um, lately, yeah, I, I, think people, I think people often mistake writing whether it be song lyrics or whether it be essays or commentary they mm -hmm. they mistake the writer's words for the writer's desires and hopes and thoughts exactly which is exactly which is very 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 different thing very different uh, yeah rarely well first of all what we really want and hope is not the concern of the world it's it's our yeah. concern right so that would not yep. take us very far yep. but uh the seeing things for what they are uh without a bias mm -hmm. is you know that's that's really where what we need to get to and i and i love that about your music that it's it's unvarnished right we're not we're not trying to use in fact you you kind of go to great lengths with your uh vocabulary not to just mm -hmm. use euphemisms but to detail out Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes in very uh, harsh language, what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, what's the next song that you're going to play for us? That's going to that's going to that's rock actually our, you know you actually little world. You led pretty well into that. This is um, this next song is off of inauguration gift, um, and this is red pilled. This is uh, this was a piece about realizing that I was already a little too far down the rabbit hole to enjoy a lot of the things I used to enjoy the same. Um, a lot of music and movies and shows, I start seeing the hidden ads. I start seeing the anti-Russia propaganda. I start seeing the, wow. uh, you know, everything. And then realizing like, oh God, like it, you're too far gone. You know, you've already, you've crossed that Rubicon a long time ago. You didn't notice there was not a sign, but you are here. And, and uh, this, this was one of those songs that, um, was one of those that this was very much written for Jesse. And if, if no one else liked it, I would have still been happy. And I've, I've really um, been, been really touched with how much this song, uh, there are an awful and, lot of people that were like, oh man, me too. Like, you know, and, and Jesse, Jesse is your little boy's name? Uh, no, um, uh, my little boy's name is Fox. Oh, okay. There, you said, you said it was written for, hmm? or did I mishear you? Oh, yeah, I think you might have misread that. Sorry. Okay. Very good. Well, let's hear uh, this is going to be Red Pill by Jesse Jett. 
there we go. I was wondering, I was trying to think, did I say that? I did, yes. Written just for Jesse, like, if if I was the only one that gave a shit about the song, I would have been just fine with that. Okay, got you, got you. So, <laughs> so, well, yeah, you know, you had- My to... short term memory's garbage, Jeff. Okay, well, so, so that's you had me questioning my own sanity, but yeah, yeah, that's okay, man. Gaslight away. I like gaslight to gaslight away. the host of shows that's that right, I'm on. It's, it's my signature. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I forgive you. And I'm only looking back thinking, what did they actually say? So then I try to sit down with my wife and watch TV, but I just see propaganda elevating the police in the simplest of sitcom banter. Those tiny little altars full of offerings to corporate masters in every well-planned wide pan shot of the name brand stocking up the pantry. Pull back one long tracking shot out to the garage to the logo on the Camry nice tight shot of the Camry, close up view of the Camry, slow pan up on the Camry, long slow zoom to the unmoving human who's up in the front with the tube pumping fumes to him straight from the back of the Camry. A shame teachers could not provide for himself, let alone for his family. See it's a blue pill mindset that spent 2020 making dance beats. in the structure that lay back before me the whole time and I think I liked it better back when I suspended disbelief and swallowed pride thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue but they both bleed us so dry both bleed us so dry is bliss, which explains why a lot of us are so fucking happy. Quick to take the trip for all its trappings. Never one to ask what's up, what's going on, or God forbid, what's happening. A lot of us would strap into the ride and spit right in the eye of the guy whose job it is to strap your fastening. See, maybe we're all born with that capacity. Maybe each of us comes standard with humor, compassion, malice, and audacity. 
some of us are blind to the system, but some see it fine and say this is how it has to be. Some of us can stare wide-eyed at a nationwide human catastrophe, only offering platitudes and recipes. And God, I wish that I could tell myself nothing's worth obsessing past my everyday necessities. I wish that I could cry fake news over anything that threatened me, tune out our abuses and consume a little levity. I wish that I could offer up my son a smoother destiny. Wish I had some better lessons for how best to answer questions on the things I've been perpetually questioning. But I'm too busy looking at our leaders, wondering what I might be missing from their messaging. I'm trying to find the reasoning to let a quarter million people meet an early reckoning. And even though I know the truth, it's hard to swallow something that's so literally sickening. Hope is ever dwindling, COVID ever beckoning. Winter slows your breathing, but your pulse is ever quickening. Even though I know the truth, it's hard to keep listening. See, I'm done with my epiphany, my innocence is blistering. I'd like to think I'd taste the earth before I'd ever kiss the ring. It's hard to speak the truth and harder still to keep listening. I think I liked it better being blind when I couldn't read between the lines. Wouldn't see the path of destruction that lay there before me the whole time. I think I liked it better back when I Suspended disbelief and swallowed pride Thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue But they both bleed us so dry Both bleed us so dry And that's Red Pill. Um, I'm going to give you another. You have beautiful voice. You have, you have, you have a beautiful voice, Jesse. Thank you. Man, uh, seriously, you know, you. for a for a spoken word artist, you can really sing like a bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, comedy will always be my first love, Jeff. But <laughs> I do. I tell people I'm, I'm really I'm really a frustrated stand up comic. I just write. I just. Write really. That's, what else is there to do? Uh, what else is there to do besides comedy at this point? Right. Because that was a beautiful song. So what what uh what plans do you have? So I'm gonna tell our friends on the stream here, we're gonna be uh doing what's called a raid on Twitch, which uh means that we're going to just change the channel for you and take you right over to our friends at Echoplex Media. They like Jesse's stuff. I was sharing that nice. with them and uh great bunch of people so we're just going to change that channel over by seven o'clock so stick with us and you'll end up with the plex and uh dave and a good time for the rest of the evening so um before we do that so jesse what's what's the plan for you um you're you're very prolific in putting out uh songs you have uh, are you going to be able to do some touring? What's what's the next you know, step? I would, in your I would love to. It's, it'd be a matter of finding places that would have me enough enough in a row. You know, um, I am um, I'm close enough to Grand Rapids that I I would like to look into trying to find some places there that would uh, that you know would know what they're in for and still still sign up. But um, you know, my last uh, last project I put out was in March, and that was a spoken word uh, collection, primarily about the, uh, the East Palestine, Ohio train derailment that um, was called And Then the Sky Slammed Shut. And I've, I've been taking a little slower since then. I really wanted to take my time and put out another 
full music project that's like on par with the grift in terms of uh like track listing mm-hmm. um i have actually been writing quite a lot in the last couple of days that um kind of back back in the upswing so uh right now it's just the early um you know, probably three or four pieces written, uh, an awful lot of great samples that I'm, I'm grouping together for this one. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to have, uh, have it done before the end of the year. I'm not giving myself too, too harsh of a deadline on it, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm, they, I don't think, I don't think the world pays either you or me enough to have harsh deadlines. That's one of the really good parts of independent media. Maybe the best right. part is your deadline. Screw you. I'll yep. do when I want to. There and that's, you know, that's, um, that's cynic and, uh, and Indy that does my show with me at Indy news network. He, uh, he mentioned, you know, you he was like, I made a playlist on Spotify of your stuff and it's eight hours long. So you there can you take go. your time. You've got stuff out. Like it's not like you haven't been writing. Shit. So, <laughs> That's that's right. Well, that's that's excellent. Uh, are you able to? I, I think your main home is Bandcamp. Is that right? Yeah, that's um, that's where all my stuff is available uh, for free download. Obviously, you can right. name and, I, and so. that's linked um, in the YouTube show notes. That's yep. uh, Bandcamp's linked in there, and then it's on in- you know Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, YouTube, any. Pretty much anywhere so but if people if people actually want you to make money Bandcamp's the best yep. thing, right if people yep. would like to artists to earn money. and and Bandcamp is the only place that has my uh my nuclear fallout uh 1950s doo-wop project uh which is fun a fun little 15 minute jaunt wow uh, i highly, very I frank, highly recommend very zappa of you right i ho- highly recommend drinking some bourbon in your car and being your own barbershop quartet it's it's a I'm gonna, it's super I'm fun check it out. i'm a i may you do uh, your I'm highest first already. and the more you drink you do your deeper and deeper so you're really sloppy for the dip 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 dip, dip part then you just it's the wild west man it's it's that's fun. excellent that's excellent that's excellent uh and so you have uh you also do your own uh kind of regular broadcasting on independent media why don't you tell people where they yeah. can find you so, if they would like to hear you uh sing and talk more i'm lucky enough um to do a show with uh with the indie news network inn um uh indy and i uh do a show uh usually every other tuesday we had um we had some sickness and then a holiday kind of get in the way but we will be doing um this tuesday night uh sometimes it's all uh songs of mine that kind of fit a theme Sometimes it's uh, weird random covers or kind of tribute nights. Oh, I've, I've logged in for those too. It's a good time. I get to we did some Dr. Seuss and- episodes and, and those were well-received. So Indy has a few stories that his kids love of Dr. Seuss that I'm going to read this next night. But it was only about a half a show's worth. And I was like, well, what can I pair with that? I was like, you know what? I have a Metallica cover I wanted to pull out. I'll learn two more Metallica songs and we'll split it. 3030. So Seuss Talica is this Tuesday night. <laughs> three Tallica. three Dr. Seuss stories, three Metallica songs. It's it's gonna Excellent. be a <laughs> There's uh what's the there's a McDonald's uh uh metal act too. I can't remember what that's called. Is there oh I need to find yeah. that. <laughs> there's uh what is there? Is it food metal? There's food metal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you look up food metal, you're going to learn something. This is me taking a note that says food metal. Food metal. (laughs) Food metal. My friends at Echoplex Media turned me onto food metal. Okay. Oh man, I'm there. I'm already watching it. uh, Also, Karen metal. um, Like I've seen some of the Karen (laughs) metal. Okay, I've seen those. Those 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 are those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. 
So, uh, so oh, Jesse, yeah. I know because I have watched you. Let's see, I've seen you on the indie indie media network, right? Mm -hmm. Indie News Network. Yep. Indie News Network. I've seen you on Rockfin. I've mm -hmm. seen you on YouTube, and I've seen you on. We're on Rumble, Twitch. Yeah, I've seen you on Twitch. So, so that it, you're yeah. on all those things. People can find yep. you, and uh, you're on Twitter, right? Indie Indie News. That's right. Network. Yep, it's uh, Get Indie News, and um, you can just follow Jesse Jet at Jesse J E S S E underscore Jet J E T T, and uh, he'll turn you on to all those things. He'll send you that's actually it. personal responses to every uh, comment you make on his music. So, <laughs> My DMs are open. <laughs> he'll become your pen pal. He'll become <laughs> your pen pal. Well, Jesse, uh, thank you. So oh, man, thank you. Seriously, this is I know I've been Absolutely. I've been bugging you to do this for a year or, or wanting you to do this for a year because I knew people yeah. would enjoy this. Would you uh would you play us something out? We've got 12 minutes echo echo play. Oh, absolutely. Would you do us one yeah. more song and then I'm gonna go ahead at the end of your song and we're gonna go ahead and raid our friends at Echoplex. Okay, nice. Right. So I'm gonna say for everybody, this has been episode 19 of the full dash closure audiobook and podcast with uh our wonderful guest jesse jet and jesse's going to play us out tonight with one more song what is it jesse let's see he's only getting paid for three songs so he hasn't he hasn't dotted the fourth one yet. you know what let's do um i'm gonna do uh this is the first track off of my my nuclear doo-wop 50s album <laughs> oh, wow. nuclear duop this is um, the album the album is called the geiger age uh this song is called a stroll through the ruins right on thanks jesse thanks everybody
Thank you, Jess. You Jack. Thank you much. <laughs> All right.